0: Welcome everyone, we're about to begin with Hashem Shalom Bayashir number 345 Today we're going to continue to talk about Rabbi Ben-Zion Schaefer's book The 10 Really Dumb Mistakes That Very Smart Couples Make And um, we're going to today discuss the first uh, mistake The first mistake is mistaking infatuation for love This is a very important one, it's very important to know um, and he explains this, basically. It's basically infatuation is an unusual state that many young men and women go through when they're dating or in the first period in their marriage that has tremendously powerful effects. They look at each other in their eyes, and and all of a sudden, um, he's on cloud nine. And uh, even though he's a mild-mannered, straight person, his personality somewhat changes, and he gets very excited... And even a, a woman that could be very balanced all of a sudden has this dreamy look in her eyes and has trouble concentrating on anything, and 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 they see things differently. Their whole worldview changes. They act differently sometimes than they ever acted before, and that's infatuation. And he explains, when Rabbi Ben Zion Schaefer that infatuation is a very important thing that Hakadosh Barhum made. That causes men and women to connect and get married and to build families because if you just use it on logic it's similar to, for example um, how Hashem gave us the desire to eat to enjoy eating so that otherwise we, we, if we didn't have that desire whatsoever and we'd just have a laundry list, eat, make sure to eat this and that without the, the, the getting hungry or desiring foods, uh, people would neglect it and die of hunger sometimes. And the same thing with sleep and so on and so forth. So here too, this instinct of infatuation and connects two individuals that could come from different backgrounds and different natures and they only meet for a short period of time because dating doesn't take that long and then you're telling them to live together for the rest of their lives and and unlogically that would be very difficult so infatuation is a tool that Akadosh created in people to help the couples get into transition from single life to married life he explains, though, that there are sarkonis in infatuation. It works like a drug. It changes the way you think and feel. Everything is wonderful. You're full of happiness. Scientists show that if you look at the brain chemistry of people in fat infatuation, they see these chemicals of dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline. These are mood regulator neurotransmitters that they greatly increased. They have a rush of adrenaline. They feel a sense of rapture, elation on a high. And he says that very often infatuation changes the chemicals in the brain similar to like cocaine use. It's, it's really a powerful experience. You have a euphoria, but sometimes it's delusional. And basically they're very forgiving of each other. They're accepting and patient of each other. Even if someone would normally be critical. And more uh, analytical, and their head, feet grounded in, you know, on the ground very strongly. Here in this infatuation state, their criti- critical eye and their observance of, of of facts are are dulled, and they see everything with rosy-colored glasses. Even if things that uh, that are normally uh, not healthy behaviors, you know. You know, I love the way he, he, he she's always late or, or that he's, you know, it blinds even flaws to be looked at flaws as, as Milas. And the truth be told, I don't know if he mentions it, but that's why when it comes to dating, it's so important to have Adracha because there, it, you, you could have them both at the same time. Where you have this infatuation feeling, this warm, warm feeling, and you're connecting, but also to be able to understand what are your your goals and what's your mahalachachayim, and that's very important. Rapam talked about it in the shiurim, in Parshas Chayesara, where you, you, as much as you have, if you did experience that infatuating infatuation feeling, to still try to overcome that to a certain degree by asking the right um, questions. By davening, by asking hadracha from the right people, and so on and so forth, he has he brings a very cute anecdote when seeing Schaefer himself. He says his own wife is a very sharp person, a very smart and observant person. And many years before, when they were engaged, he was surprised he overheard her talking on the phone. And 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 telling somebody else as a kala, I know that no one's perfect and everyone has flaws. But this my chasson is perfect. I'm telling you, he's perfect. And he heard this, and he said he wasn't going to burst her bubble, but he knew that she was open for a rude awakening. He'll she'll realize very soon that I do have many flaws and I'm not perfect. So. What happens in this infatuation state that they meld together? They don't have that normal friction that occurs, and it helps people bring them closer to marriage. That's really the toiles of infatuation. So there is a tsirach for it. By the way, just going to go jump a little ahead for those of you that in the in the in the engagement stage or the early parts of marriage di- stage did not feel infatuation at all. There's nothing wrong, and. And their marriage could be very solid and beautiful, like we're going to explain. But for many people, they do experience this. It's a temporary stage. It's created to assist, no matter how wonderful it feels, it's temporary to get a couple started. And then once you have that, the marriage is going to be built on a bond of real love, which flourishes and thrives, which is not infatuation. And so people who never had infatuation in, in their early marriage could nevertheless build their bond in marriage to have wonderful, beautiful marriages. And the people who had infatuation, if they don't work on it, it's very short-lived and things could deteriorate. So. What I'm trying to say here is if you look at your past while you were dating or when you're in dating, sometimes this infatuation doesn't occur or does occurs in a very small degree. Even if you don't have that, you should still, you know, obviously like the person, see the good me, whatever it is, but whether you had it or didn't have it, the love, the building of love requires hard work, real love, and that's really the key. So he explains infatuation is a good musha, like a sulfur on a match, on a kitchen match. You strike it, it it gets hot quickly, it flares up for uh, two seconds or so, just enough to light a candle or whatever you want to light, or the stove range. But it doesn't last. It's not meant to last. Why? Because it's designed only to start the fire, not to keep a fire going. Once the wood catches, or the candle uh, 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 catches, that flame of the match did its job, and it burns out. So infatuation is similar. If anything, if someone experienced it, it's to allow the couple to begin and start the process of connecting. But after that, it will go away. And you will need to have that difficult work of the bond of real love that has a kiyom, that's everlasting and in order to be attuned to each other's needs for real, they need to learn how to care about each other in a real way and discover who their spouse is with all their flaws. That's the difference. When you're in infatuation, you're sort of blinded to the flaws. When it comes to real, real love, you get accustomed to... You, you, you see the flaws, but you learn to work through it. And that's why, very often in the beginning of marriage, when in that infatuation wears off. Sometimes it could wear off after a week, two weeks after the wedding, sometimes two months, sometimes even longer. Um, it could go up to two years even. But whatever the case may be, all of a sudden they'll wake up one day, that feeling will be gone, that temporary feeling that was meant to be temporary will be gone, and then all of a sudden they hit the panic button. I, 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 you know, they see some flaws, now it's what they th- were in love with, now they're annoyed at, and they say, I can't believe it, I made the biggest mistake in my life, I married the wrong person. And he says very clearly, and I like the way he puts the sentence, it's true they made a mistake, but not the mistake they think. Their mistake wasn't marrying the wrong person. They made a far more fundamental mistake, which is mistaken infatuation for love. And he explains that one of the key differences between infatuation and love is that infatuation blinds while love binds, meaning that when you're in infatuation stage, it's easy to overlook your wife or husband's flaws because you have that strong feeling of attraction and happiness that your is blind to their faults. And it's And when you see the faults, it's minimal and consequential, inconsequential. And again, that's why during dating... One needs hadracha, hadracha to, with the information and ask the right questions and to balance that infatuation with some real facts and real Hashkafas to see whether Yutaka aligned with one another. But love is not blind at all. They're aware that their spouse has flaws, they're aware that they're not perfect, and they love them anyway. They learn to accept them for the way they are. Infatuation really is the It takes a person and views them as something they're really not. And love is reality where it accepts you for who they are, and it's two different states, and love is very deep and real and everlasting and requires hard work. Infatuation requires zero work. It's not everlasting, and it blows up and disappears after a while, and if you don't work on the love aspects, the infatuation, once it's over, things could deteriorate. And not to hit the panic button when your feelings, you know, are dissipate. And he explains very, very interesting when they interviewed, um, married, you know, many people who are married, happily married for many years. And they say their love feeling for their husband or wife now, 40 years later, are they, is it different than from they first met? And they'll all say they're very different feelings, very different feelings. What I feel felt before was a certain... They'll realize there was an infatuation. Here they realize it's coming from a real, real deep place of love. He says a fascinating, um, quote-unquote, minig, that he says 12th century England had a law that any bride, if they're going to get married, has to appear before her groom, her hussin, without makeup. In those days, I guess, in 12th century England... The women used to wear their makeup in such a way that, it, you know, when, when the groom, the, the, the man, met, met this woman, agreed to marry her, but then when this makeup was taken off, uh, the, the wife looked absolutely nothing like the woman he was courting uh, and, and you know to get married. So they passed an actual law. Every young woman, before they get married, has to appear before their chassan, before their prospective husband at least once without makeup and that happens in marriage in marriage no matter how well they think they know each other and they really have a limited knowledge of one another because the dating and and whatever the the situation is there is limited to certain circumstances in in a, in a controlled environment and everyone's at their best behavior they put their best foot foot forward usually none of them are pretending to be someone than uh, another one and they were basically only showing part of their what they really are even if they weren't pretending to be something they weren't but nevertheless they're only showing aspects of their personality uh that are the better parts of their personality and um And again, they're they're under infatuation in many cases, so they'll act very different than their normal state, right? So they'll say words that, you know, this is the first person who accepted me exactly as I am, or that he's so sensitive, he's so sweet, he never says a single unkind word to me, which means they like each other. And they're accepting because they're too infatuated to even see a single flaw. So everything that is said is kind and is, sweared, is, is sweet. But um, when that drug of infatuation wears off, then they go back to reality and they're less accepting. And uh, who is this person? Who is this girl I dated? Who is this guy I dated? And, 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 and they, they get really um, sort of a, a reality waking a rude awakening later, and they think that there's something really wrong, meaning nothing's really wrong. Because now they have to work on love, which takes time. And again, the feelings that older, happily married couples say is that the feeling that they have now is totally different than the feeling when they met, even if they had infatuation. Because when you get married, the bond is really, truly deep in a real way. They overlook their for, uh, the other shortcomings and flaws of the other person, and... You know, people make the mistake. They go under the chuppah thinking we're so in love. And the way we feel now, we're going to feel the same way in even more in five years. And our marriage will be perfect. And it won't be. And that's not a nayin hara. It's just reality. And because they assume that love is infatuation that will grow into love, right? You have infatuation and then it builds and builds and builds so you have real love. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And um, because the people who had, like we said, do not have chalisha sadas, don't feel bad at all if you never experienced this infatuation when you were married, uh, when you were dating or married, and because many felt very little infatuation at the beginning stages of their marriage, but grew into deep love with one another with that hard work. And they have wonderful, beautiful, beautiful marriages that are everlasting. Other couples in the reverse were deeply infatuated. infatuated. They, they couldn't help, you know, uh, you know, really feeling very deeply about one another. But in, in the love bond is very weak a few years later because they didn't work on it. So again, infatuation is a temporary mistake, it's a temporary state, and it's a mistake to believe that it's, it's everlasting. And you see, you loved everything about him. Now he left socks on the bedroom floor. It bothers her. Or she all of a sudden is demanding and annoying, right? Before you looked at her as assertive. Oh, how confident she is. And now you say, oh, she's bossing me around. And sometimes he, he thought, she thought, oh, he's so sweet, so gentle, so loving. And then when you're married, okay, he's not assertive enough. He just, you know, and so on and so forth. So, again, to review, the first real dumb mistake in marriage is people mistake infatuation for love. And though it's important, it's one of the tools that do bond. And again, people who did not experience it they And don't, don't get alarmed whatsoever. You could grow and work hard and have the most deepest marriage beyond anyone who, other couple who did experience infatuation. But that really is important to, to, to understand. Incidentally, this is not something he brings in the book, but it's very important to bring out. One needs to understand this dynamic when it comes to the shiurim we talked about, it being so careful in the workplace. Of meeting people of the opposite gender, and emotional affairs. We had shiurim on emotional affairs, not too many, so I want to be marked on that because it's very important. We talked about physical affairs, unfortunately, about six shiurim on that. Very painful things. But the bottom line is, is what is happening then is when a couple has that problem and bump in their marriage whatever it is even just boredom or whatever the case may be or problems instead of turning towards each other in love and commitment and hard work they turn away and then when they connect with somebody in the for that from the opposite gender whether it's in the workplace or or in other scenarios then what happens yes infatuation that infatuation hits where the brain chemistry, sometimes they connect, they feel an elation, all these feelings that they think is love. I fell out of love for my husband and wife, and I love this person. Meanwhile, it's not love at all. It's this temporary state of infatuation. And then, if they're not careful, they're blinded by it, and then they fall into the emotional affair, or sometimes worse. And then later, two, three months later, they wake up into the reality because once they realize they're a real person like everyone else and the elation goes away, what what did I do? What in the world did I do? So the very important thing, it should never happen to anybody. That's why they have to be careful about creating these emotional connections outside of marriage from the, the opposite gender. If it did occur already and you have that feeling, you need to recognize it for what it is. This is a temporary infatuated state that will pass. And halila never to make an error and, and do something terrible. You cut the ties right away. You pull yourself away no matter how emotionally you're feeling that elation or that bond and that fantasy world of how that person would solve all your problems, so on and so forth. So this is an akuda not mentioned in the book. But it, this is when infatuation could be actually Poison, poison to a person, a tremendous nesayan and poison to a person they need to recognize it for what it is it is not real love, it's not based on anything substantial of any basis whatsoever so this is basically the Nakuda to review His first mis- the first mistake is people in, in um, mistake infatuation for love so, number one, they feel they were never infatuated. They didn't feel that connection and, and deep connection in dating and marriage. They think to themselves, in error, they marry the wrong person. No, they marry the right person. Now they can work on the deep bonds of love and they can have a real beautiful marriage beyond anyone else who may have been deeply infatuated. And those that were, they need to hop that it was a temporary state. Real love requires work and commitment. Reality, recognizing people, the flaws, and when you work through that, the love is so deep, and it's hard to explain exactly how deep it is. That it's nothing like infatuation. So, and 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 the truth is though that sometimes even in a in a marriage that has that love, you could reignite, and that's part of the nida period, going back every two weeks, mamish, like a it's a new Hasana. And all this is chachos, and so on and so forth. So there's a way for marriage as if they put in the hard work that sometimes Hashem gives them that as a schar, and as that work hard reward that you will get that feeling in a certain sense of infatuation again in a good way. You know, you'll be motivated, you'll be happy, you'll be you'll be get excited. And and that's not a bad thing. That's actually a pretty good thing, adding that spark and spice in the marriage. But that's only when the marriage is being based on hard work, reality, seeing each other's flaws, working through their problems, taking care of them when they're not, when they're sick and throwing up and you love them anyway and you mop the floor and you, you, you feed them soup when they have the flu, so on and so forth. Those are the bonds of real love. They don't sound romantic Doesn't sound exciting, but taking out the garbage, whatever you're doing, all these unromantic quote-unquote things you're doing for your husband or for your wife... That creates the real, true, deep bond. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu should, be, should help that taka. we should be zeicher to have that warm feeling as well. Similar to davening, sometimes you don't have the cheshek, or Shabbos, some Shabbos and feel more flat. But you keep it anyway, that is the true, real love, real commitment. Hashem will give you the matana. hopefully that feeling will come back. Same thing, the bracha is that with mar- people that are married that work hard, Hashem should give them the schus and the feeling, the hergish of taka feeling a certain level of real excitement and connection and freshness. But don't mistake that for the etzem love, which is so so deep that comes from really, really accepting the other person for who they are with their flaws and loving them anyway. And and that, that validating acceptance creates the real deep bonds in marriage. natslacha.